0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge
1: savings? Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 chat. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Earlier today, the Edmonton Oilers announcing Bob Nicholson becoming the chairman of the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club, the Oilers Entertainment Group, Tom and Selmy, hired as President Business Operations and Chief Operating Officer. Edmonton Oilers owner Darrell Cates had this to say, with Bob leading our hockey clubs and Tom leading our business operations, we have a powerhouse combination as we continue to build an elite organization in all aspects of what we do. Cates adds, this is an exciting time for our company and a city, and we are full of optimism about the Edmonton Oilers and ICE District hitting full stride in the very near future. All right. Uh, every Monday on Oilers Now, we are pleased to be joined by NHL hockey and Rogers analyst John Shannon, who uh, he knows Bob Nicholson well and he knows Tom and Selmi well, so he can certainly give us a bit of a scouting report on what uh, Oilers fans uh, might be seeing. Uh, John, how are you? How was your weekend? Everything's great, Bob. Everything's great, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, so this is this is interesting because obviously there was a uh, GM search and there was, I mean, let's face it, there was discussion about this on shows like ours and other shows around the city every day about who was going to end up being the GM. And I don't know how many people really thought at the end of the day Ken Holland would become uh, available, uh, given you know the history of working for the Illich family in Detroit. But he did. He is now the general manager. Uh, but. I get the sense that all the while this was going on, Bob Nicholson was working on improving the business side of the organization as well. Is that fair?
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I, I would tell you that uh, uh, this has been a topic of discussion uh, since at least the 15th, maybe the 20th of February, of, of what to do as they restructure to find a way to make sure that uh, the building uh, and ice districts get looked after accordingly, uh, all the while not uh, not ignoring or not taking for granted uh, what has to happen on the hockey side. This is just a, uh, in my mind, this is a good common sense uh, restructuring and creating a lot more stability. When you think of Nicholson and his background, Holland and his background, and Tom and Tell me. Uh, with his background, uh, particularly here in Toronto.
0: Yeah, I think Insalme resonated well today in the press conference. Like, you could feel the energy and the understanding of uh, the importance that, you know, you're in the entertainment business and you've got to give the customer a great experience, right? Uh, We all know that. I mean, fans care in this marketplace, John. You know that. I know that. And some would say, hey, the team's just got to win. And that's 100% true. The team does just have to win at the end of the day, and I and I am getting some of those texts coming in. But I'd like to add, okay, we yes agree that the team has to win. What sort of things did Tom and Salmi do uh, for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment that you know saw it grow from a roughly a two hundred and fifty million dollar company to a company I think that was purchased for you know two I believe two billion by uh, Roger slash uh, Bell.
1: Well, here's what. First of all, what what Tom will do internally uh, that uh, that the, the public won't see is that he he's going to make the office a better workplace. Uh, he's uh, very much uh, a believer in consensus, and I, I think that this is a tremendous a tremendous move uh, for the staff uh, with with the Oilers and and Ice District. Um, and remember, uh, when Tom joined. Uh, the Maple Leafs, before they purchased the Raptors, the employee base was probably less than 100, and it's grown to 700 here in Toronto. And, and you can see a similar style of growth within the Oiler organization, and someone who's been through it, I think, will add a tremendous amount of credibility and make it a better workplace. And I, I think that that's when – you, when you consider the workload that, that the staff is under at OEG, I think that this is going to be a real positive for that. Uh, on the other side, uh, I mean, I, I think that Tom understands that the fan comes first. Uh, and so that uh, he and Susan will be working uh, a great deal together uh, to, to make uh, Rogers place that much more um, entertaining. Uh, and, and then uh, when, when you watch the Raptor games these days, uh, Bob, uh, everybody raves about uh, what happened outside in, in Jurassic park or Maple East square. Well, Tom was a great big part of, of growing that piece of the puzzle here in Toronto. Uh, and when you consider the potential of Ice District, his knowledge of how that works. You know, hes an, he, he's, he's got an engineering background. He went to the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, I think you're going to find that what Anselmi will do fits in perfectly with what the uh, the, the visions and values that the Oilers are supposed to have with the area that they control.
0: And now that being said John there's still a caveat here you got to win like that's the other part of it right like it...
1: well but he, but he, but here uh, the other thing that I would I would tell you right now is that
0: um,
1: that 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 hasn't changed right and that's not Tom's job right. Tom's job is to be you know that support system. Uh, that, that on the business side, to allow Nicholson and Holland uh, and and uh, uh, Tippett to do their jobs properly, uh, and so th- this is purely and ultimately a business decision for the business side. And what I would say is that Tom's one of those guys that, that, having done it very similar here in Toronto, understands his role and won't be you know exceeding those roles and won't be trying to to create inner politics. I think it's a brilliant move.
0: Uh, By the way, as an aside, John, uh, I did get a couple guys uh, tweeting at me, saying we were texting, uh, what happened in Ottawa? And the analogy I would give to Ottawa is, uh, and it's not mine, I I give credit where credit's due, A.J. Jakobic. We had him on the show a year ago, and he said, you know, the Ottawa Senators are, Eugene Melnick is a bit like Elizabeth Taylor. She had eight husbands, one husband twice. After a while you realize it's not the husbands. So when there's a little bit of drama around Ottawa over the years, there's a and the fact that you've seen people moving out of that organization, yeah is that a you, you know what I mean because I mean that's 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 never if I'm not mistaken, Ottawa, are they still looking for a hockey president above Pierre Dorian or is that ship sailed now?
1: Uh, I think it's on hold. Quite frankly, okay. I think it's on hold at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes up again in September, but at this point, I think it's on hold. I think it's also important to realize in Ottawa that Ensmelmi left.
0: He, he, wasn't, yes.
1: he, he wasn't pushed out. He left because uh, he was pragmatic enough to say, "Hey, listen, we're, we have a lot, you know." And this is before the Le Breton thing fell apart. Right. Uh, but he saw he saw the writing on the wall and thought best for his his own health, best for his uh, his wife Sharon. Uh, it was be- best to leave and uh, and uh and start a do and uh in the end that's the best thing that could have happened to the Edmonton Oilers.
0: All right. So, uh now Bob Nicholson becomes chairman of the of the hockey club and the Oilers entertainment group. Should we expect and it, it mentions the fact that he'll oversee uh and devote his energies to the OEG's hockey franchises and growing sports business. So, where do you think that is going to occur from, John?
1: No, that's a good question um it's but, rare that it
0: happens you know, on this show john that you get a good question so looking at it I that know.
1: well that's, that's a i'm i'm getting used to it bob um the one thing i would say is that that uh, and you know daryl uh and better than i do but we also know daryl has this tremendous tremendous desire to uh to expand his sports franchises and and I mean, we know they've kicked tires over the years at soccer teams in Europe. Um, you know, you never know when it comes to what's going on um, with what could happen in Edmonton. I mean, are we, are we? What are we talking about? Are we talking about another pro sports team in Edmonton? Are we talking about other opportunities? And what this now does do uh, is uh, align and sell me with the business side in Edmonton, and allows Nicholson to. Uh, you know revolve around the uh, I guess four NHL or the four uh, hockey clubs when you add the Oil Kings the the ECHL team and the Condors uh, and and potential opportunities that we all know that Darrell is a an aggressive businessman likes to continue to uh, to kick tires on
0: all right could you foresee a scenario where we end up with MLS soccer in Edmonton
1: uh that's a good question uh i i i wouldn't i mean i know how what a great soccer market edmonton is i can tell you that for sure um but uh you know i i think that at a certain point um everything has to be on the table mls is a is a growing concern and obviously with Anselmi's background he was one of the uh founding fathers of tfc here in toronto right um he, he could probably help but uh at the same time, that's, uh, that, if that's the case, that would be on, on Nicholson's plate. I, I, wouldn't, I would not rule anything out when it comes to what Daryl Cates and OEG and Nicholson would want to do on the sports side.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking an entirely different animal when we're looking over at Europe. For Are we, are we looking at Europe for soccer, for European football, or are we looking at Europe for a potential hockey team? No, who knows? Yeah.
1: you know who, who knows? We've seen uh, North Americans go to go to uh, the United Kingdom and buy soccer teams, some more successfully than others. We've seen uh, NHL teams go to Europe and buy teams, some more successfully than others. I mean, who knows uh, what the gamut is? And, and uh, uh, you know, with Nicholson's you know huge background and huge expertise in the international game, anything's possible.
0: John Shannon joining us. John, I'm going to throw a complete curveball at you. Sure. You ready?
1: Okay, I hit
0: curveballs really well. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so Friday, Elliot Friedman was on the show and discussed the fact that the Oilers, uh, he believed, had looked at uh, James Neal a little bit. We've had, you know, there was a lot of rumblings out of Vancouver over the weekend about Milan Lucic. Um, it's my belief the Canucks might have some time for Lucic. What do you? I'm going to give you a date. Uh, let's say by, off the top of my head, say July 17th. Is there a chance, you think, that Milan Lucic could be moved by July 17th of this year?
1: Uh, I, I mean, I, I would not be surprised to see the Milan Lucic's status change by July 17th. Uh, you know, um, and whether that's the, the practical, uh, simple way of a buyout, or a trade or, or finding some other way to bundle him. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, the, 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 the Lucic Vancouver scenario makes a ton of sense. When you consider the Jim Benning, who was in Boston for so many years, was, was part of that Stanley cup team in 2011. Um, you know, that he was part of the Milan Lucic world for a long time.
0: Uh,
1: and, uh, the, the, those types of people understand Milan's role better than I think sometimes you and I might.
0: Um,
1: So there's always that common sense uh, knowledge of Benning, uh, in addition to the fact that Milan is a Vancouver kid.
0: Yeah. Um, Can Louis Erickson help an NHL team, John? Absolutely.
1: You know, put him in the right scenario, I think he still can. It it was really amazing how um, quickly he fell out of favor in Vancouver after signing the free agent deal there. Uh, you know, he was he was an effective player in Dallas. He was at times an effective player in Boston. Um, and I'm not sure he was ever given, uh, particularly early on, the right position as a forward in Vancouver. There was always this assumption he was going to play with the Twins and, and do uh, what he needed to do to make the Twins better. Uh, the problem was they all played the same. And, and so it, it never fit in, and, then, and, and he's, been, he's been whitewashed in many ways since then. Um, you know, would, he, would he be suited outside of Vancouver? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of, you know, you know Erickson sh- should be moved. He's got a tough contract. Lucic should be moved. He's got a, top, a tough contract. And people are saying two and two equals five. I'm not sure it's that simple. But at the same time, there is some logic, and on the surface, it makes some sense.
0: Could Lucic be moved to Calgary for James Neal? Well,
1: I, I mean, this is, I tell you, you, you know, this is uh, you know, Billy in a car from St. Albert making phone calls. I i, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Um, you know that Billy, too? I do. He's a troublemaker.
0: Yes, he is. Um,
1: I, 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 t- I tell you what. I'm not sure I'd want James Neal on my hockey team. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd want James Neal on my hockey team. Now, does Dave Tippett have a relationship with James Neal? And is that why people are talking about James Neal this way? Perhaps. But I, I'm not I'm not sure I'd want James Neal on my hockey
0: team. All right. We're joined by NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst John Shannon. Bob Stauffer with you. Oilers now. It's 1249 in Edmonton. John, uh, the Arizona Coyotes, is Andrew Barraway out, or is he stay on board as a minority owner there?
1: No, he'll. I'm, I'm told that he will stay as a minority owner only. Um, he, you know, for the longest time, Bob, he's been trying to get someone to buy 49%, <laughs> which, if you have that type of money, uh, and you're paying 49% of an ownership of a hockey team, you're giving somebody money... To, for them to control yes uh that's just not going to be the case so uh what i'm told is that the the deal is close to fruition the timetable is Barroways uh to get it done but uh there will be a new owner a new majority owner uh with bearways staying on as a minority owner
0: okay and uh we're gonna get a coach in anaheim named shortly or is this (laughs)
1: that's a great question um that's uh, two in this uh, segment uh, well, I, I actually was asking someone else this morning about about that very thing. That um, obviously, um, uh, what I had been told all along was that the Samwelli family were were, were quite uh, positive on Dallas Eakins, uh, and that Bob Murray uh, wanted to go and interview some people before he made a final decision. Uh, that list included Todd Nelson, Lane Lambert, Rick Bonus. Um and uh there might even be another inter- interview candidate uh in Anaheim before Bob Murray makes the decision and 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 in the end Henry and Susan Semmel agree with it.
0: And one final one for you John, we're going to put you on the spot here cuz we know how much of a basketball insider you are. Uh sounds like Kevin Durant's going to play tonight. Does that change Well, I just heard Steve I just heard Steve Kerr uh, try
1: uh, somebody tried to answer ask the question six times, uh, and Steve Kerr kept adamantly saying he's a game time decision.
0: All right, um, so he's a game time decision.
1: He's a game time decision.
0: And who would you take in a fight between Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise? I'd still take the old man. Me too. I would take Tom Cruise anytime. I mean
1: that that's an interesting one. All I know is, and my advice for Bieber would be, stop tweeting after the second bottle of wine.
0: Yeah, we, we.
1: At least, uh, at least I think it was wine.
0: You think that's what it was?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know it's legal in our country, but I don't necessarily. Use oh, I
0: know. Well, there's there's a couple media guys in town. I'm pretty sure that tweet after they have a couple rips. Let me tell you. <laughs> John, great stuff. Thanks, man. I'm
1: not man. going there. I'm not going there, Bob.
0: <laughs> Thanks a lot, John. All right, man. That's John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 1251 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bud Stauffer on 630 trip. 12.53 in Edmonton. Guests on the show receive received certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roose Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you. All righty. You can text us at any time on our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. You can text us at 630-630. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again, experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure out in Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan. And you can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline 780 I was at the River Cree Friday night. I saw the Colt. Hey, for all the wonderful people that came up and said hi during the course of that evening, and there were a lot. Yeah, it was a fun show. I will admit, I was... Sort of watching the final, I don't know, three minutes or so of the basketball game on the uh, Score app with a couple of yardate buddies of mine that happened to uh, take in the concert with me. And I may have had some younger generation types giving me a little bit of grief for uh, not necessarily standing up through the entire show, but hey, it's all good. River Cree Resort and Casino, they're getting bigger and better this month. Their main casino floor becomes 100% smoke-free. The River Cree Resort and (laughs) Casino, excitement, bet on it. All right, to the Heartland 4 text line. This text comes in from Jay. Bob, it's fairly obvious that the fans in Vancouver want Erickson gone. It is also obvious that the fans in Calgary want Neil traded. Both fan groups want the Oilers as a trade partner because history tells us that the Oilers always overpay. I don't think that they know that uh, Chia is no longer the GM. Shh says a texter, Jay. They'll figure that out eventually. Sweetener my blank. Time to play hardball and test their anxiety to uh, be rid of said players. That one comes to us from Jay. North's Sam says this. Bob, please don't tell me we're going to trade Lucic. I own our division. I want to be on record saying I don't want to trade Lucic at all because I remember how often we got pushed around before he got here. I'm scared that Connor's going to have to take uh, way too many face washes and after the whistles, if Lucic goes, if we have to move him, please don't trade him in the division. That one comes to us from Norse Sam Bob. In one year from now, the fans in Edmonton will be sorry if Lucic is traded. I predict a season-long injury for either Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, or even Dry Settle. This text comes in saying, out of Barhead, Bob Milan Lucic will need to contribute more during the regular season, but his true value to the team will only be realized in the playoffs. Uh, another texter says, so if Lucic is gone or new fighter becomes Jujar, Kera, Hope McDavid knows how to protect himself. Again, you can text us at 630-630 and tweet us at orders now. Uh, BH has texted the show to say, Bob, great move by the owners, creating the team and business structure to allow Ken Holland to build both the team and the culture within a secure, structured, and insulated environment. Cates is a genius, says BH. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, what's your prediction on the Raptors? Hmm... Hmm. Well, I took Golden State in five. Toronto has a chance to win in five. If Kevin Durant plays tonight, I think Golden State's going to win. I want you to know this. I want Toronto to win. You know, I thought I didn't care about Toronto winning. I actually want Toronto to win. Brendan, I'm going to bring you in here. I, For me, it comes down to Durant's availability.
1: I, I, I disagree only in the sense that he's he's been out for a while now. He's not going to be in rhythm. Uh, and I still haven't actually he's seen one what of he the
0: looks five like. best players in the world. Absolutely. He's probably one of the three best. Okay. Uh, however,. He's not at full health regardless of whether he plays or not. We know that for sure. I don't think he's going to be
1: as much of a factor. I'd be worried about Clay Thompson going off. I'd be worried about another 47 from Steph before I'd be worried about KD. That's how I see it.
0: Yeah, slightly disagree with you. I think KD is an impactful enough player that it changes the complexion and the makeup of the series if he's able to return and give you some juice. It also lightens the load for some other players that might not, you know, Boogie Cousins, as an example, being able to get up there. Stoffer, you're supposed to be talking about Dylan Cousins, not Boogie. Okay, well, we'll get to Dylan Cousins coming up at 1.30. Tom and Selmy coming up. The new uh, COO of the Empton Oilers hired as President of Business Operations for the Oilers Entertainment Group at 1.05 today after a global news weather traffic update with the wonderful Cassandra Jodoin.